Blog Talk Radio. And now, Geico Saving Stories. Russell Burton closed his laptop, having just switched his car insurance to Geico. He didn't think much of it until... Savings were everywhere. My pockets, uh, wallet, bank accounts. It was like the savings were following me. Following, indeed. All because of an innocent 15 minutes on Geico.com. I feel like I'm never alone. Geico. Spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings could be following you. K-I-R-P Radio! K-I-R-P
Radio Show. Last Friday night, with guest host Rocco P. Last Friday night of the month, and this is also the last Friday night of the year. Thank you for tuning in. I see there is one caller. Give me a moment. You may have heard the uh, the government. They say the federal government is shut down, and that's really a uh, somewhat of an abstraction or misrepresentation, since it would appear it's only about 10% of the federal government is shut down. And that is being done, or so we are told, because President Trump has demanded $5 billion funding to be included in the current non-budget budget, I believe it's a continuing resolution. And I won't go off on a rabbit trail tonight, but it is interesting. I forget how many years it's been since the U.S. Congress has actually had a real budget, not a, quote, stopgap measure, stopgap measure, end quote, or continuing resolution. It's been many, many years since there's been a real budget. In any case, President Trump would like $5 billion to in part fund the border wall between Mexico and the United States. The House did vote for it, and many observers said it was largely a ceremonial vote, similar to the 26-odd times that Obamacare was voted to be repealed in part or in whole before Trump was elected. And then when the Republicans gained control of both the House, the Senate, and the White House under Donald Trump, Obamacare is still a law of the land. Again, thank you. You're listening to KRP Radio Show. I'll take the first call. Caller. Good evening. You are on the air. Please give me your first name and tell me what state you're from. Hello, caller. Are you there? Caller. Try one more time. Are you there? Please call back. I did not hear. I was waiting. I did not hear anything. Please call back if there was a problem of a technical nature. I'm going to play a clip from... uh, Senator Chuck Schumer, uh, Michael Savage, Michael Savage, uh, Michael Savage is fond of calling him Upchuck. I want to give Dr. Savage the credit for that. But this was a piece up back on December 16th before the shutdown. Chuck Schumer was on Meet the Press. President Trump should understand there are not the votes for the wall in the House or the Senate. He is not going to get the wall in any Even the House, which is a majority Republican, they don't have the votes for his $5 billion wall plan. In fact, Ryan, afraid of what's going to happen, sent all the House home till Wednesday night, a day and a half before the two days before the shutdown. And they certainly don't have the votes in the Senate. Now, we Democrats, Leader Pelosi and I, offered the president uh, two options as to how to avoid the shutdown. And we should not let a temper tantrum. Uh, threats um, push us in the direction of doing something that everybody, even our Republican colleagues, know is wrong. Leader McConnell has said we shouldn't shut down the government. Chairman uh, Shelby has said we shouldn't shut down the government. And they should join us in one of these two proposals, which would get uh, more than enough votes passed and a debate the wall next year he can. I don't think he'll get it, but he shouldn't use innocent workers as hostage for his temper tantrum to sort of throw a bone to his base. And Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer from New York State, and uh, obviously uh, Trump called this bluff, and we do the government shutdown. The shutdown is interesting for many many levels. Uh, For the most part, I have read it's about 10%, 10 10% of the federal government is shut down. So it's not a real shutdown. Many, many uh, Facebook memes are uh, are funny. Uh, many are not necessarily true. One that I thought was particularly uh, entertaining in light of the shutdown was simple guide to shutdown. Are you paying less taxes? No, uh, the shutdown isn't real. So <laughs> uh, let me see. That caller's back. Are you there? 
Yeah. Hello, first are you time I didn't... Hi. I'm sorry. Yeah, the first that... time I didn't press one because I got food on the stove. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. May I have your name? No, but on this, this is Pianki. I'm calling from the Midwest. But uh, no, I agree with Donald Trump. Okay. And uh, uh, he has already stated. Well, see, here's the thing. You got American people that want the wall because that's what they feel oh, yeah. need to be filled to oh, be yeah. safe. And today you had uh, uh, illegal in the country that killed the police officer. That is one of, that we know. But the thing is, as I said before, American people want it. Uh, Trump has, and I have never known any president, to stick to the things that they campaign on. And let me tell you how they can make Mexico pay for it. One, in the renegotiation (laughs) of NAFTA. And another way, which has been talked about, is to impose a surtax on remittances going to the southern hemisphere. Uh, France does it when you have people that's, uh, that live in their former Francophone countries. They impose surtax on remittances that come to Togo, Cote d'Ivoire, that goes to Mali. So uh, it's nothing new. That's just what they do in order to raise funds. And you know, here's another thing. You may mention about taxes. Democrats ain't even got seated. And they're talking about a carbon tax. We just now beginning to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. now beginning to enjoy the tax breaks from Donald Trump's tax reform. Businesses, now look at this. Businesses, business taxes down to twenty one percent from thirty five. But the good thing about that is that if you go out and invest in a piece of equipment or Whatever it is to make your business work best. Of course, suppose I go out and buy a hundred thousand dollar crane from my construction company. I am able to expense that entire one hundred thousand dollars off in the first year. In other words, if I made two hundred thousand, I expense a hundred thousand. Now my gross tax is a hundred thousand. I can put the rest of that money I'm saving into further expanding my company and providing for my employees. Who in the heck could be against that? Now you you, you you say a lot. You stole some of my thunder. I mean, to uh, I won't get into the tax stuff. The tax stuff to me is amazing uh, because it just keeps on getting more and more complicated. I, I know that you've probably seen some of the studies where, with the big accounting firms, you know, they they give the same the same information to more than one firm. They get different result, results, and that just shows you know the level mm-hmm. of corruption. But as far as the wall, you touched on something I'm going to get into later in the show. Uh, as far as you know, the uh, the cost and um, you know Mexico Trumpet campaign, you know we're going to build a wall. Mexico will pay for it, and yeah, that hasn't been clear. I agree with you; it can be done. The question is, and I think you know what my answer is going to be, or what my perspective will be. Of course, it can be done. Of course, Mexico could be coerced to pay for it. But there's two things that are involved. Number one is is the wall necessary? A lot of people do. Uh, do believe in it? There's no doubt. Uh, is it necessary? Number two, would Mexico pay for it? Of course, they could be made to, but is there resolve in Washington to make them do it? And I think you know the answer is no. Of course, they can do that with the remittances. Right now, and this is simple, this is a very simple thing. What you said too, it makes perfect sense. Okay, we have an obviously huge problem with illegal aliens in the country. So again, it, it bothers me when people say, you know, there shouldn't be borders and that. So that, that's never, ever, ever, ever been my perspective. Some theoretical uh, libertarians uh, want to believe that's like uh, borders don't matter because the state's not real. Now, the, the state is real. You know, borders do matter, particularly when we give illegal aliens things like uh, health care, things like uh, government education. And, of course, ideally there shouldn't be those things that the state's involved in, but they are. In any case, uh, this is what it comes down to. Mexico, I don't think there's any there's, – there's no there's no plan for them to pay for it. They could, like you said. We know through Western Europe it would be very simple. We could – they could pass a law that would cost nothing to the U.S. government, nothing to the people, no tax increase. They say, okay, you're in the United States – and you want to wire transfer money out of the country, if you can't prove, number one, you're here legally, which, which would be a green card and or a green card equivalent, and number two, a passport. If you don't have both of those documents, then we'll just slap you with an 80 90% surcharge. 
that would be beautiful because that would make all the illegals peacefully leave the country without any police state tactics. But I don't see them doing that, and I think that's why the whole wall thing, it's uh, it's a huge distraction. Well, that's a good point you made there. Uh, I really enjoy calling your show. I like your perspective. Uh, sometimes I, f- I feel like the Maytag man. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, once again, there's a need. There's no doubt illegal immigration is a huge problem. I mean, they, they've been saying if you've kept, up with this pro- you've kept up with this issue, they've been saying for 20 years there's 12 to 14 million illegals. That's insane. You factor in the anchor babies. No one knows, but we're talking probably out over 30 million so it's insane. It, yeah, I mean, you're it's right. insane. But but mm-hmm. the solution they give us again, as usual in DC, it's a false solution. Well that's like Democrats wanting criminals, people that's in prison, to be able to vote. Well how do you know that you're gonna vote Democrat? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's crazy. I think they've already done that in California with the illegals. Uh, I mean, it's a misdemeanor to be in the country illegally. So every legal alien is a uh, is a uh, is 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 illegal, and obviously then you probably know it's a felony once you fake a social security number or something like that, which the vast majority do. So no no no, it's it, it's it's insane that people say it's not a problem, but once again, the solution they give us with this wall, huge distraction in my opinion, unnecessary, mm-hmm. and we could fix it. We could fix it. You want me to tell you what I heard on NPR? I heard some woman oh, who apparently. I guess she's a lawyer for illegal, uh, for undocumented, whatever you want to call her. But she said, I "So, so I don't, so, so no one. I want everyone to know what we're saying here. No one has illegal guns; they're just undocumented. Go on." Yeah. So what she said is that they should know that they have certain rights, even though they are not citizens. They have a right to be paid at least a minimum wage. Now listen to this: be paid at least a minimum wage. <laughs> They got a right to have a safe workplace, and they got a right to join a union. But an employer is illegal to hire a undocumented worker. Yep. Did you get all yeah, that? No, it, How are you gonna yeah, say great. they have it, a right in one aspect, but the person great. that would hire them and provide them with those privileges would be doing? A act of it will be creating a criminal act if they hire them. It just right. never ends. No, the, no. The, the, the law is like I said with California and other states that, that you know want illegals. Some municipalities that they want illegals to vote. The law continues to be debased, and obviously it's very destructive because you know if the law means nothing, if there's no consequences, then you know where does that go over time? But not the, the, I don't want anyone listening tonight to misunderstand my position. Even though I think the huge distraction. The problem of illegal immigration is insane. Like I said, there's easily 30 million. So you mentioned the crime in passing. Even if there wasn't crime, and obviously they're all illegal anyhow since they're at the very least being here illegally, that's a misdemeanor. But even if there wasn't crime, like you know, sh- you know the rapings, the shootings, uh, the preying on the illegal community by illegals when people don't pay, uh, they don't they won't pay up. You probably know when they get to the states, there's a lot of violence like that. Uh, uh, when people don't pay up to get their, their family and themselves over here. But in any case, even if there wasn't crime, you look at the economic impact alone, okay? A lot of people just avoid simple, simple microeconomics, supply and demand. You take X number of people and throw them into a given economy, and that the base is the wages for everyone else. Now, a lot of people years ago used to say, oh, well, they're doing jobs Americans won't do. Complete, complete and total lie, utter nonsense. Utter yeah, it nonsense. is. It's there's, only, there's only so many jobs out there. So you flood the country with skilled and unskilled laborers. That, that drives the wages down. So, I mean, as far as the minority aspect of this, you'd figure if things made sense and things didn't, yeah, the black community would be all over this to say, okay, yeah, this is crazy. But no. And but that's something makes, I do not do understand. It. I don't understand. Well, you know why. You know, you know why. You know why the identity politics yeah. is designed is designed to divide and distract us. That's most of what goes on in D.C. So that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. It's not about fixing things. It's about it's about the government creating problems and then giving us false solutions to them. <laughs> well, you know, you're right about that. And uh, and just look how they jumped on him on firing Mathis. Hell, Obama fired Mathis and did not even give him a phone call. So I understand. 
Trump yeah, I, campaign. Mattis resigned from what I understand. I mean, he didn't like the Syria pullout, supposedly, which is another interesting story I'm not going to get into tonight. But, uh, mm-hmm. no, I mean, Trump's gone through people. It's been it's been a revolving door. It seems like the only people that are protected are his daughter and son-in-law. But my whole perspective is, again, it's more division and distraction. The policies don't change. Uh, it's just something else to divide us, something else to, to talk about. Policies aren't going to change. Oh, absolutely. So they, they haven't changed. Yeah, and, and I was an employer. If I put a person on a job to get something done, they didn't get it done, I was going to take them off of there. But anyway, I don't want to take from oh, of the topic of your show. I really appreciate thanks, thanks, the opportunity. And uh, keep, keep, Good to hear from you. I mean, keep trying. Yeah. Thanks, okay, thanks. I'll Happy see you. Here. Yeah. Take care. Good night. All right. Let's see if we have another caller. And to get another caller in, we shall see. But the uh, the problem cannot be understated. The massive problem of the of the illegal aliens in the country, the problem of crime, and the economic impact. How it is designed to really help eviscerate and debase the middle class. There's no doubt you just flood a country with literally millions of illegal aliens, and I'd say off the top of my head, it's probably a good 30 million illegal aliens in the country. It's a horrible, it's a massive problem. It's a problem the government has caused. It's a problem the government of the United States can fix very easily, and they refuse to fix. Instead, we discuss the wall. I'm not sure if that caller is still there. I'm uh, Give me a call back. It seems to be a technical issue that I could not bring you on. Uh, listen to KRP Radio Show, last Friday nights with Rocco P., last Friday night of the month, last Friday night of the year. Think about once that alone in terms of the economy, okay? Government schools. If you listen to the show before, you know I do not believe in Marxist education. And that's what we have. We have the illusion, the contradiction in terms of free public education. That phrase, free public education, is literally out of the Communist Manifesto. That's found its way since the progressive era in the early 20th century. That's found its way in almost every state of the Union in their state constitution, certainly in the the Constitution of uh, North Carolina and the state constitution. Free public education. It's a horrible idea, but we do have it until we can get rid of it. It's insane. It's an absolutely insane to let students into government schools if you can't prove citizenship. Alabama, a couple of years ago, you have good activists down there that are organized. They passed a state law. Very simply, it said, in order to use a government school in Alabama, you would have to prove citizenship, and then many of the illegalities peacefully self-deported. Now, later on, a federal court uh, invented a ruling saying that that was illegal, that the state couldn't do that. <laughs> but it had worked, uh, that people had, you know, the illegals had massively self-deported. So again, this whole thing with the wall, it's a largely division and distraction. If we go down, and again, into the nitty-gritty with the wall, uh, let's look at what Donald Trump has said back on the campaign trail. This is from, uh, this is from a speech or a rally in Akron, Ohio. This is from August of 2016, candidate Trump then. Another major part of our agenda is immigration security. We need to protect American jobs. We need to protect American safety. We're going to build a wall, folks. We're going to build a wall. Don't worry. We're going to build a wall. That wall will go up so fast, your head will spin. And you'll say, you know, he meant it. And you know what else I mean? Mexico is going to pay for the wall. Hey, NBC News fans, thanks for checking out our YouTube channel. Subscribe by clicking on that button down here. And click on any of the videos over here to watch the latest interviews, show highlights, and digital exclusives. So Donald Trump, candidate Trump, said it would go up so fast your head would spin. And, of course, he had said then Mexico would pay for it. 
Next, uh, next clip from Trump. It's Ken Day Trump was giving a speech in Phoenix, Arizona. This is also from August 2016. Mexico will pay for the wall. Hundred percent. They don't know it yet, but they're going to pay for the wall. And they're great people and great leaders, but they're going to pay for the wall. On day one, we will begin working on an impenetrable, physical, tall, powerful, beautiful southern border wall. We will use the best technology, including above and below ground sensors, that's the tunnels. Remember that, above and below. Above and below ground sensors, towers, aerial surveillance, and manpower to supplement the wall, find and dislocate tunnels, and keep out criminal cartels. And Mexico, you know that, will work with us. I really believe it. Mexico will work with us. I absolutely believe it. And especially after meeting with their wonderful, wonderful president today, I really believe they want to solve this problem along with us, and I'm sure they will. Number two, we are going to end and release. We catch them all. Go ahead. We catch them all. Right. Donald Trump there saying it would start on day one. Obviously, that did not happen. And he talked a little bit about uh, the wall not being impenetrable, talked about sensors above and below. And obviously, none of that has happened yet. Now, third clip, third clip here is one of my favorite, personally, from uh, CNN. Fake News Network, uh, February 2016, GOP presidential candidate debate. Wolf Blitzer asked Donald Trump a simple question, and candidate Trump said a lot. Uh, the president's normally not at a loss for words. Mr. Trump, before and after he entered politics, normally is not at a loss for words. But Mr. Trump did not answer the question. The former president of Mexico, Vicente Fox, he said today, and I'm quoting him, he said, I'm not going to pay for that, quote, effing wall. So if you don't uh, get an actual check from the Mexican government for 8 or 10 or $12 billion, whatever it will cost, how are you going to make them pay for the wall? I will, and the wall just got 10 feet taller, believe me. It's got 10 feet taller. I saw him make that. I saw him make the statement. I saw him use the word that he used. I can only tell you, if I would have used even half of that word, it would have been national scandal. This guy used a filthy, disgusting word on television, and he should be ashamed of himself, and he should apologize, okay? Number one. Number two, we have a trade deficit with Mexico of $58 billion a year. And that doesn't include all the drugs that are pouring across and destroying our country. We're going to make them pay for that wall. Now, the wall is $10 billion to $12 billion if I do it. If these guys do it, it'll end up costing $200 billion. <laughs> and once again, Mr. Trump, though, did not answer the question. As an aside, it was interesting that uh, he took issue during the debate with the profanity used by Vincente Fox, the former president of Mexico. And there's other videos out there. This is a family show. I would never play them. But you can see Donald J. Trump in a tuxedo uh, before he was elected uh, from the podium using uh, dropping F-bombs. In any case, he never answered the question how Mexico would pay for it. He, uh, he never did. So looking at... The wall, again, as I've said, I do believe it is a distraction. Most of what comes out of D.C., I'd say the vast majority, is designed to divide and distract us. Washington creates problems. D.C. creates problems. Then they offer us false solutions. 
the wall is yet the latest to divide and distract us. Let me see if I get this caller. Hello, caller, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, may I know your, my, this is Mike from Singapore. Uh, how do Hi. you want me to call you? Um, what is your Hi. name? Or uh, Sure, just give me your name and Hi. state you're from. Okay, okay, sure, that's fine. I, I, that's fine. Uh, you know, absolutely you're right, my brother. You know, <clears throat> Donald Trump has no love for anybody. Even Donald Trump, I mean, has no love for minorities. He doesn't have a love for America. He doesn't have uh, anything. Everything, he's a psychopath. You ask a psychopath a question, he plays with the question, and he doesn't answer you. He does exactly from the beginning. We vote because, you know, he scammed us. He scammed us on the wall. He scammed all the people of America. But still, we have many people say, uh, uh, first, Trump, second, God, third, Jesus Christ. So he become even on higher than God right now. Am I right or not, well, my friend? No, no, I, I, I think you're completely wrong. Uh, when you say he's a psychopath, uh, you'd have to qualify that. Uh, when Ron Paul left Congress, before he left Congress, he gave his last speech, and that was uh, that was classic. That was vintage Ron Paul, and he basically said, uh, you know, most of the people in Congress were psychopaths. So yeah, most in power in D.C. are psychopaths. Trump's no different. Certainly, Hillary or Hillary Clinton uh, has no moral superiority or uh, moral imperative. Or <laughs> there's nothing to think that she would have been more moral than Trump. I think there's no evidence zero that he hates minorities. I completely disagree with that. The wall is a distraction. Uh, illegal immigration is a yeah. serious problem. As I, if you were listening to the call, if you were listening to the discussion before, but the wall is a distraction. The wall is designed to divide and distract us. It's not a real solution. We can fix that. The DC is famous for creating problems and then offering false solutions. So the wall is merely the latest example of a, of a false solution, something that that is unnecessarily uh, just it's, it's not needed, and it probably never will be built. And certainly Mexico never will pay for it. But not certainly. I believe there's no evidence Trump hates minorities, and he's yeah. certainly no bigger a psychopath than anyone else in Washington. Okay, that's that's fine. That's like so everybody's psychopath. He's also psychopath uh, in his uh, uh, scheme. That's fine. Uh, that's one I accepted. No problem with that. <clears throat> but 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 yes, uh, they're this, uh, distracting us from the real problem of United States of America. The real problems that uh, you know people are uh, still 30% unemployment in United States, and anybody who are unemployed. And once you get your last paycheck uh, from unemployment, but whatever, about 56 weeks, 40, 40 weeks, whatever, it's different states. And remember, the AI, artificial intelligence, on that system is telling you found a job because you are not asking for unemployment anymore. Or you're not putting a new well, application to see if you qualify for maybe 10 more weeks of well, additional unemployment, like well, a, I mean, you remember, like old times. Right. Go ahead, sir. Right. You, you, you're going a little bit afield there, sir, as far as unemployment. But I just say this. If you care about unemployment, you might be basically want, you know, 30 odd million illegal aliens out of the country because of supply and demand. You have skilled and unskilled laborers displacing American jobs. But, uh, you yeah, know, thank you for calling the show. When we talk about the Thank wall you, again, and I've said Bye-bye. and I've said repeatedly, good night. I've said repeatedly, it is a uh, it's a distraction. Uh, it's designed to divide and uh, and distract us. When you look at the wall, okay, we talked a little bit about the cost, what it come in. Uh, very interesting now because the shutdown involves five billion dollars. Okay, five billion dollars wants to be earmarked by President Trump for the wall. And how much of that would really, what would that build? Okay, what would that really build? The wall, the border between the U.S. and Mexico is about 1,950 miles. Okay, currently there's about 650 miles along the border has some fencing, about 18 feet high. So, 
Trump had said, again, the rhetoric had changed during the campaign trail. Initially, he had said he wanted the entire border covered. And then uh, he basically, at one point, clarified it and said, well, it wouldn't have to be because a lot of the part, a lot of, uh, a lot of Mexico's terrain where it would be difficult to cross anyhow. But we're talking the whole border again, 1,950 miles, okay? Nothing has been allocated yet to build the wall. The only money that's been allocated was to basically reinforce the fencing that already existed. Nothing for the wall. Okay, nothing has has been allocated yet. But they did. There's been a lot of talk about as far as how much it would cost. You heard Trump in that GOP debate say 10 to 12 million, I think, or 10 to 14, 10 to 14 billion rather. All right. Trump was saying 10 billion a lot on the campaign trail, uh, and that would be about 7.4 million million per mile. All right. Uh, by other estimates, they suggest uh, there's enough uncertainties to drive the cost up to 15 billion and possibly as much as $25 billion. That was from a report from Bernstein Research. Okay, the, the piece I'm quoting now is from Money, CNN Money, January 26, 2017. Uh, so you had Trump saying $10 billion on the campaign trail, 10 $12, 14000000000 billion. Others saying $15, 25000000000 billion from Bernstein Research. And it's also important that none of those estimates include the cost of acquiring the land, a lot of it's private, where the wall will be built, and that could also be considerable. So that number from Bernstein, uh, from Bernstein Research, was saying it was 15 to 25 billion. That was for a wall that was 1,000 miles, not 1,900, and would be 40 feet, and that was Trump's initial desired height. In January 2017, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said the wall would be 12 to 15 billion, around what Trump said. February 2017, a leaked report from DHS, Department of Homeland Security, put it much higher at $21.6 billion. Then in April of 2017, the Democratic staff of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee said in a report that costs could soar to nearly $70 billion, not including the significant cost and legal resources uh, required for land acquisition. That number would seem a higher uh, Again, if you break it down per mile, again, it wouldn't be the same per each mile because of the terrain, but still they didn't really, in that particular article, that was from PolitiFact, Politi- PolitiFact uh, April 28, 2017, didn't say where they got, the Democrats had particularly gotten that number, uh, which was rather high. But in any case, I think you know, $14 billion, uh would be low, <laughs> again, uh, considering... When we have uh, we have that estimate from DHS at 21.6 billion. Now this is interesting. When we get back to uh, the five billion, I said before, as far as this shutdown being largely fake, about 10% of the federal government's shut down. Read an interesting piece on Zero Hedge that said if this goes January, I believe they said by the end of January, uh, the SNAP program, supplemental. Nutritional Assistance Program, properly known as food stamps, that they'd be out of money then. That would cause a lot of social unrest if that happened. I don't think it's going to go that far. But that would be interesting. I don't want to see certainly people suffer. I don't think the government should do that. But when people are already dependent upon that program, even though it shouldn't exist, that would cause quite the social upheaval and disruption. We're talking about $5 billion now. Uh, Trump has thrown down the gauntlet and said he wants $5 billion. So what would $5 billion pay for? Okay, according to the Dallas, Dallas News, uh, that would cover about 215 miles. Okay, 215 miles. So how you break it down is that it, you know, Trump's not saying, does he still want 1,950 miles, or is it down to you know, 900 or yeah, is it? It's down to you know 900 or something less than that. But right now, five billion. If he got it tomorrow, that covers 215 miles out of a board is 1,950 miles. Something that a lot of people aren't speaking too much about. Another interesting fact in this whole debate is this: the U.S. had sent had approved 10 billion dollars to Mexico and Central America to improve security conditions and job opportunities. And of that $10 billion, interestingly enough, $5.8 billion, I mean, I'm sorry, $4.8 billion went towards 
Development Aid for Southern Mexico. Now, I, I mentioned you know, Dr. Ron Paul before. I think he was one of the few honest people that had served in Congress in, how can you say, recent years, last, I don't know, 50 years or so. But uh, Ron Paul was known as Dr. No because he would look at the Constitution, he would look at the enumerated functions of Congress, Article One, and if something did not have a basis in the Constitution, he would vote against it. So he was called Dr. No. He voted for very, very little all the years he was in Congress. I think there shouldn't be any foreign aid, period. Okay, so I'm not just picking on Mexico. But it is fascinating that to see how this is a fake debate with the wall, the two parties in power had no problem allocating $4.8 billion towards development aid in southern Mexico. And first off, it's the philosophy we just said philosophically. Where in the Constitution do we have this? to give, you know, where's the enumerated functions to give this money abroad? All foreign aid should stop, period. Boom, over, done. Should be over with. But the two parties which are controlled by the same financial interest are not up for that. Second, even if you do want to, if you do want to make believe that's in the Constitution, uh, necessary and proper, you know, if you believe there's elastic clauses, okay, fine. I think, well, it's fine in the sense that if you want to imagine that that's there when it's not there. But even if you believe that's right, philosophically, $4.8 billion, how do you know in Mexico, or if it goes to any other country in this context, in this particular instance we're talking about Mexico, how do you know that $4.8 billion earmarked for development aid actually gets there? How do you know that? Okay. It's, it, it's mind-blowing when you think about the, the immorality of the funding of the U.S. government, again, that there has not been, Congress hasn't had a real budget, and I I should have checked tonight, I don't know how many years, it's been 15 years, 20 years, they haven't had a real budget, so they continue to have these stopgap measures and continuing resolutions, no real budget. And you can't just blame the Democrats, and you can't just blame the Republicans, you got to blame Congress, which is comprised of both of those with a few scattered independents. Listen to the KRP radio show last Friday nights of the month with guest host, and this is the last Friday night of the year. Going to take a break. We'll come back and talk a little bit more about the wall, this, uh, this entity, this project that's designed to divide and further distract us, and we'll talk about some real solutions again.
Again, I said he's an illegal war veteran. War hasn't been declared. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 11, since Romania is part of World War II. And this shows the intensity of the emotion behind it and how people feel about the wall. And I say misguided but well-meaning. Obviously, they're well-meaning. They want to give their money. So uh, they believe in it. But it's misguided because it's unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary and a waste. It would be a total waste of money. Why do I say that? Uh, It's not needed. Okay, it's not needed. It's not needed. There's real solutions to permanently end the vast majority of illegal immigrations, and that would cost the U.S. taxpayers next to nothing to implement. One way you could do that is you could close Mexican consulates. There's about 44, roughly, Mexican consulates in the U.S., and they primarily exist to promulgate uh, illegal immigration because then Mexicans will come here and perhaps even people from other other countries, but certainly Mexicans, and they'll get a matricula consular card. The matricula consular card can be forged, but let's say every matricula consular card issued was real. That does not prove at all that those that have the matricula consular card are in the United States legally. The matricula consular card in Mexico means next to nothing. You cannot open up a bank account with a matricula consular card. But in any case, receiving it in the States even if there was no fraud, does not prove you are here legally. Okay, So the U.S. could close all those Mexican consulates. They could do that or leave open maybe, I don't know, three or four in addition to the Mexican embassy. Do we know exactly those consulates exist to get to generate, to issue matricular consulate cards, and then the vast majority of U.S. banks Sad to say, accept the matricular consular card as a, legal, as a legitimate form of ID, even though the same isn't true in Mexico. Isn't that mind-blowing? So, a few laws could be passed that would cost U.S. taxpayers nothing. Number one, close Mexican consulates. Or number two, pass a law that makes the matricular consular card the legal equivalent of what it is in Mexico. Namely, uh, it could not be used as a form of identification without dates. How about that? And or a green card, because if you had a green card or the green card equivalent, green card is permanent. That gives you permanent right to work in the U.S. But there's others that, that legally here temporarily to work. Okay, unless you had a green card or a green card equivalent or a passport, you should not be able to open up a bank account in the U.S. And guess what? You probably know this. This is not going to come a shock, probably as a shock to anyone listening to the show. Uh, it's kind of difficult or really virtually impossible to live unless you have a bank account. Okay. Where would you get cash from? No one's going to pay you in cash legally. And even if they did, you can't transact. You can't pay all the bills that you need to pay in cash. be very easy to do that. And as I said, to- said before the first caller, you could also apply the same to Western Union. Okay, We know... I didn't look up the exact numbers, you know, the billions of dollars that come out of the United States that illegal aliens wire back to friends and family in Mexico and elsewhere. Pass a simple law again. Same thing for same criteria for opening up a bank account is for making a wire transfer. In the United States, if you're going to be allowed to make a wire transfer, you need to show a green card or a green card equivalent showing that you, are le- you can legally work here in the States and a passport, both of those. If you don't have both of those, then just say, okay, you just you just have to pay a mere 80 or 90% surcharge. If the U.S. did that, we'd raise, you know, the U.S. government would raise money, and I think a lot of that should go to the states, but that, that would cause illegal aliens to peacefully self-deport. There wouldn't have to be any police state tactics, none whatsoever. As I said in passing before the wall, and Ron Paul used to say this too, one aspect that really isn't talked about the wall, it's not really discussed, is that the wall also keeps U.S. citizens in. Uh, now, that may sound silly, but we are moving towards really, uh, we, we are living in an ever-expanding police state. Uh, if you don't think that's true, consider what can you do in the United States today without a license. And the only people, the only thing you don't need a license for is really one of the few things is to run for Congress or state legislature. 
So all the people that are mandating all these onerous laws and uh, all these fascistic regulations, like you set up, you set up a uh, you set up a medical board. The state says you have to have it, but then it's privately run. All the people making those rules and those laws, they don't, there's no no there's no certification, uh, no nothing required to run for Congress or the state house. Yet they put that in the people. Think about that a little bit. In any case, it would cost next to nothing to or nothing to impose that, and that would very simple, simply, quickly, and effectively, and I would say permanently solve the vast majority of illegal immigration. It'd be done. It'd be over. Because Mexicans and those that are here illegally could would not afford, it would not be worth it for them to spend 80 or 90% of the money that they're sending abroad to have, have, have that be taxed. It just wouldn't work. And we could also talk about how NAFTA, the so-called North Atlantic Free Trade Organization, which has very little to do with free trade, how that's really caused, that's helped devastate the economy in Mexico and cause you know, this influx, this massive influx over the last oh, 20, 30 years since NAFTA was passed. And, of course, you know, Trump isn't going to get rid of NAFTA. He had said that. Uh, everything's just renegotiated. It's a better deal, according to Trump. And my response would be, yeah, right. Yeah, right. So we could solve the problem with the border without spending a dime. The wall is a huge distraction. Once again, like the vast majority of what comes out of D.C., the District of Criminals or District of Columbia, is a vast, vast distraction and diversion. It's helping to divide and uh, distract us. Does it very, very, very well. This is uh, the wall. The fight for the wall is uh, is really an illusion. It's really it's really fictitious. More on one level, the wall will never be built. Uh, if it, if it is built, uh, it's not going to be 1,900 miles. It's not going to be comprehensive. It's not going to be anything what Trump had said it was going to be. And once again, sad to say, um, you know, Mr. Trump has been proven a liar, just like Obamacare is still the law of the land. Uh, as I've demonstrated, I think abundantly clear, it's not needed to stop illegal immigration permanently and effectively and clearly. And But what it does do, it helps foment the fake left-right conflict. Okay, So then you're either for the wall, you're for Trump, then you're conservative, you're against the wall, you're anti-Trump, and you're liberal. And in either case, it's not going to stop illegal immigration. That's the way it works in D.C. Uh, heads... The New World Order wins, tails, the people lose. <laughs> they get, they create these problems and they give us false choices. That's uh, that's where we see ourselves. Uh, I want to thank uh, Poggi Miller again for the opportunity to have his platform, to use this platform. I deeply appreciate this. And this is my last show for the year, for 2018. I will hope to be back next month. And the last Friday night of January will be January 25th, January 25th. Thank you for listening to the KIRP radio show. And once again, it stands for Keeping It Real with Padre Miller. Have a great night. KIRP radio!